ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. So my Lord, I might go 
Don't we stand to our feet and let's welcome Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Let's pray. I know we've prayed already. I want you to just lift your hands and ask the Lord to speak to you at this time. At this time. At this time. Ask him to speak to you. Father, we thank you. What a blessing to be here this evening. We know and are confident that our lives will not be the same. We know you will speak to us. We know you will guide us. We know our lives are truly and totally blessed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may please be seated. Clap for Jesus. So, about... Two months ago, roughly, or more, I began to share with you about the good shepherd. Good shepherd. And... Everyone must learn how to be, first of all, a shepherd. And then, a good shepherd. I think the first message, and this is, I've come back, you know, we roamed, we went to town on Anakazo. If you remember, now we are back home. And uh, if you remember, well, even if you don't remember, I, 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 I taught extensively on the first, I mean, in the first session, the, the first message. This is the second. I taught about the need to be good. You need to be good at what you do. Yeah, and that is, whatever you are, if you are a driver, you must determine to be good. If you are a singer, you must determine to be good at singing. Whatever you do, 
you must determine to be good at it because because you will not enjoy doing something you are not good at that's the biggest and the mo- i mean you know you, 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 if you don't go on that journey if you don't press and pay the price to be good you will not enjoy what you are doing nobody enjoys something he is not good at when you are not good at something you approach it as if you are going to write an exam that you've not prepared It's a chore and a ball. So, I... I want to believe God that if God has called you, if God has drawn you into this beautiful job, then you must pay the price to be good at it. I am trying to be a good pastor. I am a, I am a head pastor of a little church here. And what I'm, this meeting I'm having is an attempt to be a good pastor by training the, the people I am working with By interacting with them, I am trying to be a good pastor of the little thing I'm doing here. Now, you also must be a good Basenta leader. I tell you, because if you are not a good Basenta leader, you are not a good uh, uh, um, Basenta leader, you are not a good... um, SCA leader, you are not a good GSO, you will not enjoy the work. You don't enjoy doing something. Look, when I was in school, I had a friend. He's a doctor in Chicago. Look, while we are advanced level chemistry, not this two by four education, whether it is called education at all. I mean, proper education chemistry advanced level you cannot even imagine it when we are you know cramming through the books getting past questions looking for marking schemes preparing during prep he will have a pencil and will be walking around looking for questions to solve like like anybody with a question just bring it and let me yes bring the problem while we are we are we are mining and you know you see us like like we are working because I, no wonder when we did that, when we did the a level he had an a top top obviously and rightly so i mean when you enjoy what you are doing you go with a pencil looking for a question to solve any question? Is there any question? 
Does anybody have a question? Yeah. When you are good at shepherding, you, you, are, you are looking for some soul to win or some member to care for. You are, you are looking for someone to call. I mean, you, you can't wait to get a problem and, and begin to solve it. Yes. But if you are not good at it, you wouldn't even want to be around somebody with a problem. If you are not good at it, you are happy with your three members. Because at least three people with problems is far different from uh, 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 80 people with problems. But I see the anointing to be a good shepherd coming upon you. Yes. Be a good shepherd. Otherwise, you will disgrace yourself. Yeah, useless leader. Look, don't follow titles. Oh. Don't follow this type of reverend, pastor, this lady, pastor, lady, reverend. It's nothing. It's just something we are doing to just make ourselves happy. But the real work, I tell you, it's not about pastor. I said, it's not about pastor. You can be here, maybe you've not even written an exam to be a shepherd. Don't wait for official appointment. I've never in my life waited for no official, no nothing. Way back, 25 years ago, I told the church, you can call me Mr. You can call me Mr. Ogo. When I finish with you, you yourself will give me a title. You will give me a title. I won't need to give myself a title. Forget about this type of titles and so on and settle down. Most people, most people with titles are headed for disappointment anyway. Believe me, I've been around for a while. When you see anybody with a title, like this, a, it was appointed a pastor, like yesterday or two days ago, we appointed pastors, uh, uh, reverend, uh, uh, lady pastor, so we are going to have lady reverend. When you see a lady reverend, you must ask yourself, when will this person finish? That's the experience I have. I'm, I, I'm not, I can't be st- here. I can't stand here and lie to you or give you a wrong impression or just deceive you. I said most. I didn't say all. Uh, but I was also appointed a pastor. I was ordained the reverend. I was consecrated the bishop. Am I finishing? I'm rather waxing stronger and stronger and becoming mightier and mightier. So when I say most, I don't, I don't mean all. I'm saying that when you ask a person, a person says, oh, I'm, I'm lady pastor and I'm... The next question is, so when are you finishing? Because the chances that she will finish soon is about 90% wow. from my records. Wow. The, the, the possibility that she will lose her bite five years maximum. The probability that he will cool off after appointment is over 95%. Ah, Walk through the church properly and ask, where are the lady pastors in the church? I'm preaching about shepherding. I'm preaching about being a good shepherd. I'm not preaching about getting appointed. If you've been appointed, it's now up to you 
to defy the odds. Because the odds are against you. The odds are stacked against you. You might as well not look to be appointed. You must be very careful. Very, very careful. If you are in this church, this UD, and you are carrying a title, most of them don't amount to much. That's my experience. And I've been around for a long time. So settle down. Settle down and make sure. You see, whenever they say that, oh, a lot of people are like this, you have to tell yourself that I will, I will try not to be like this. I'll try. You say, oh, a lot of men like girls. You say, I'll try not to like girls. Yes. A lot of, a, a lot of very beautiful girls are slave queens. I'll try not to be a, a, a mattress for 10 men. So it's up to you now. The world is watching you. You were appointed a pastor five years ago. You see, as I'm talking, I'm telling myself to stop talking. I should, because I can, I can spoil this meeting with the angle. I'm, I'm, the more I talk about it, the more faces and names come up. And it, 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 it does something to me. I mean, until last Sunday, until last Sunday that we ordained and appointed pastors, the best workers in this church were not people with titles. They were the best. Now, the best have been given titles. So, we are now waiting for them to finish. It's now your call. It's your call. To defy the odds. You are not a basenta leader. You are very helpful. Think about it. How did you get to city as a basenta leader? Your, your, your center leader or your, or your GSO picked you up. You must have been very helpful. You must have been a prominent member. You must have been somebody who is, you know, who is helpful. I can't find a better word. But now that you are a basenta leader, you, you start cooling off. But there are some people like Bishop Ogo who are fellowship uh, uh, shepherds, ministry shepherds, branch pastors, appointed pastors, reverend, ordained bishops, but they don't seem to be cooling off. They seem to, that's what Bishop Kobe is saying, that these are the people you must admire. If I were you, Francis Kego, I would admire a Bishop Ogo. I would admire him. It's not because I'm talking about myself. I have not demonstrated banality in ministry. Banality in ministry. You are looking at an example of somebody who was appointed a pastor and kept his fire. Ordained the reverend and kept his fire. I was, I was de-ordained. You see, please sit down. When we say ordained, like we did on Sunday, like, uh, yes, uh, typically Reverend uh, 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 Akins now. He was Pastor Akins. Last Sunday, he was Reverend Akins. I saw his, your father-in-law, your sister's-in-law. Who else came? Your mother-in-law came. Typically. 
Then two, three months, six months later on, I send you a letter. Yes, I'm not joking. That from now on, don't refer to yourself as reverend. Because of some organizational whatever, you are now, because of your lay status, you are now a pastor. So you inform the people that you are no more a reverend. Meanwhile, you've cut a cake. There's a picture. There are pictures. There's a color. You have it. Now, if it were you, you would be offended. You may even stop serving God. You will be offended. I mean, how? How can you treat people with such arbitrariness? Such arbitrariness. You don't know what we have been through. And we are still standing here. I was ordained, de-ordained. Can you stand to be de-ordained? And I'm saying that such are the people you should admire. Not idiots on Facebook. I am a good example to admire. Paul said, follow me. So I'm not, I'm not shy. I'm not weak. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not double-minded about the clarity of, of the sound of my voice. That follow, if you are a young boy, forget about the old man. If you are a young boy, admire me. Like the shirt I, I, I wear. Like Bishop Kobe was teaching you. Like the shoe I wear. Like the wife I have married. Like the son I have. Like the car I drive. My things must be nice to you. Because such people are not many in town. That's it. I will not lie to you. I will not lie to you. Instrumentalists, they play instruments and play and play and play and they fall off. But if you are in this church, somebody like Bishop Kobe, Bishop Solo, these are instrumentalists, choir leaders, who were also sitting there glued to instruments and glued to choir. Both of them got their wives in the choir. But they have metamorphosed into leaders and shepherds and have gone beyond playing of instruments to the point that they have, they have, they have, they have, they, they have now become bishops. These are the men to look at and admire. Not offended idiots on Facebook. Not former bishops. Be clear in your head. Be clear. I mean, if you are here and you don't admire me, you don't admire Bishop Kobe, there must be a curse on your life. Yes, a curse never to like which is good, that which is good. And you are drawn to that which is, which is, which is, which is ignoble, ignoble. So please listen very well. Because I'm preaching about the good shepherd. Yeah. The good shepherd. And I'm saying to you that, why, why, why should you be a good shepherd and not just a shepherd? You must be a good shepherd so that you, 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 you enjoy. 
Now, why should you enjoy serving God? Why? What's the reason why you should enjoy serving God? The reason why you should enjoy serving God is that that is the only way 1 Corinthians 15, 58 will come to pass. Knowing, therefore, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. See, when you serve God, he must bless you. Exodus 23, verse 25. And ye shall serve the Lord thy God, and he shall bless. So, serving God goes with blessings. Serving God goes with blessing. But it's not just serving God. The reason why you must be good is that when you are good, you do it with joy. Why should you do it with joy? Because in the Bible, it is the only way serving God yields blessings into your life. Without the element of joy, serving God is a a useless effort. Without joy, I won't advise you to serve God. (laughs) There is, hello, hello, hello. There is nothing in serving God. It's a waste of time. You'll be offended. You'll be frustrated. you waste your life. You won't get much. I'm telling you, you will not get much from serving God. There's, hello, look at me well. I'm telling you, better. Arrange yourself. Look, everyone, look at me. If you don't serve God with joy, you'll be wasting your time. Joy is like the salt that makes food food. Without salt, you wouldn't want to spend more than 20 seconds on the food. Salt in its appropriate amount, is what makes you remove your shirt. Makuta basata When food is properly salted, when pork chops is full properly, see the appropriate saltiness. Ye are the salt. And joy is the salt of serving God. If there's no joy, are you looking at my face? I said, if there's no joy, you won't spend more than 10 seconds in ministry. Because the most useless way to spend your life is to serve God without joy. I would prefer to be a sexy dancer than to serve God without joy. It's the most useless way to live your life. Is it deep? Don't serve God. If there's no joy in your heart, in what you, if you didn't come here this evening with excitement, then look, from, from 11 a.m., I've been waiting for tonight to preach. I'm the one preaching on. Normally, I should be the one sweating, not knowing what to say. How will I start? Even the, the third point. How will I teach it? Uh, yeah, I don't even know whether they will come. I should be the one having diarrhea. But from 11 o'clock, I've been trotting, waiting for you to come. 
I, I, I mean, I'm telling you. I mean, you can tell that the guy is not just a preacher. He's just happy to do what he's doing. Yeah. You two, if you came here and you were happy to be here, you couldn't wait to be here to hear what was what, what to be said. Then you're in the right place. Anybody who came here dragging his feet, trudging along, sauntering along, limping on, you are in the wrong place. Go to town, find the nearest nightclub and be a sexy dancer there. This is not a place for you. I would prefer, mommy, you should be a sexy dancer in a nightclub. I'm talking about the good shepherd. Than to serve God without joy. The most useless expenditure of your time is to serve God without excitement. Anybody here who is not excited to be here, you came memorying, you came gradually, you came with an attitude, you came being dis- feeling disturbed, you came feeling drawn into something you are not ready for. Get up now! I live here. Now, now, get up now. I'll let you go. Go back home. And I mean now. Because you are wasting your time. The blessings in serving God, they yield themselves only to those who have joy. Only. They serve with joy. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart. For the what? For the what? Abundance of heart. Look, when you serve God, you must have abundance of cars, abundance of shirts, abundance of anointing, abundance of healing ministry, abundance of members. You see, you see, you see, you see when you see a Bacenta leader with persistent four members, three members, five members, know that the person is not happy to do what he's doing. It's, it, 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 it is a sign enough to suck him. I'm telling you, Jesus. When you meet somebody with persistently low numbers, the person does not enjoy what he's doing. When you enjoy what you are doing, one of the signs of joy in anything is abundance. When you liked Nasakwa with joy, they did not go to a house abundantly. Many times. I don't need to know it. Anything you do with joy, Anything you do with joy. Pornography you are watching with joy. Were you not watching it for six hours? Have we not sat in this church and, and heard testimonies of people masturbating till they, go, till, till, till they collapse? Anything you, are, you do with excitement, you do a lot of it. It's time for us to see a lot of members in your center. A lot of centers around you. A lot of bar centers around you. A lot of teaching anointing that when you stand to teach, your problem is not what to say. Your problem is the time is up. When you meet people who are dragging their feet, who choose something inferior, it's like you must negotiate with them to serve God as if you negotiate for a world bank loan. You are dealing with somebody who is not happy. Can't you see Bishop Dagwood Mills? Recently I was saying that, ah, but how? It's like this man, everything has to be big. 
even having a church service in the hot sun. Hot what? Sun. We are in a semi-air-conditioned hall. We are struggling to, to, to fill our chairs. Good chairs. Nice environment. Nice. He is standing in the sun preaching. They are still coming. They are still testimonies. Because it's not the sun. It's not the moon. It's not the stars. It's the joy you have. Yes. It's the joy you have. It's the joy you have. It's the joy you have. As I watch out, anybody who is serving God, whether it is offerings, numbers, anything that is in low amount, note the person who is actually uh, 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 prosecuting that ministry. That person is not excited. When you are excited, you take offerings with excitement. If you are not excited, we thank God for tonight. Did you enjoy the message? Sylvia, bring the offering back. It's time to give an offering to the Lord. Let's, the, let's bless the Lord with an offering. It's good to give an offering. So we just pass the background. And, uh, let, sorry, let's bow our head before we give the offering. Father, we thank you for a chance to give to you. We bless God in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Sylvia, just uh, pass the uh, bag around. Alex, you can start from the back. There's no back. This person has no joy. People are just serving in the service. Did I say back? Forgive me for false teachings. No joy. But if you are taking offerings with joy, Madiaga, you will put your hand into their pocket and bring it out. You go and inspect. Can I see your offering? No, no, no. I don't like this. Cancel the transaction. Cancel it. Today, I want to see how many of you will give 20 Ghana cities. Rise up and come to the front. 50 Ghana cities. Rise up and come. Okay, those of you who are giving 50, I want two of you to step forward and just say you are doing 100. If you are not happy with what you are doing, you will never do this. Yeah. And you have a, a meeting with 20 members, 18 members, and the offering is 15 cities, 40 pesos. I don't even know how they get 40 pesos. I'm not joking. The, the figures are there. But recently, somebody in First Love called me saying that she doesn't know what is wrong with her, whether she is cursed or some, there's a problem with her. Because every time she has low offers, I oh, how many members came? She said 15 people came for the Basenta service. So, so how much money did you get? Oh, last week I got 80 Ghana. This week is 110. And I don't know what. 15 people, 80 Ghana city offering. Because she's excited. So excited that what she's, she she wants more to come. Any member of my church here who raises eighty Ghana City offering with fifteen members, I will consecrate you a bishop now. Useless. Useless. But the time has now come. We shall see young boys with joy. Doing BBIJ with joy. Mobilizing incomes with joy. Bassing with joy. Increasing with joy. Preaching with joy. Can you feel joy in my preaching? Can't you see another? I mean, I mean, I'm happy to do what I'm doing. But if I call you now, you, you, you'll be disturbed. May you even clap your hands with joy. 
beautiful. You may please be seated. So, so that is, those are the preliminary comments I have made. That, no, listen, that, that, why? Why good shepherd? Why? Why good shepherd? You must be good at shepherding so that you do it with joy. Because nothing will be done with joy that is difficult. Nothing is done with joy. Nothing is done with joy. That is a chore and a bore. Nothing is done with joy. That is not easy to do. When it's easy to do, you just have joy. You can't even wait to start it. You can't wait to finish it. Ha! I'm seeing a new army of preachers, a new army of leaders, a new army of anointed shepherds. Some are at the back. Some are in front. Some are in the middle. Receive it in the name of Jesus. So that is why. That is why you must be good. So that you will do it with joy. And you need joy because that is the only known scriptural way serving God will yield to you. Because you didn't serve with God. Serve God with the abundance, uh, with joyfulness and with gladness of heart. For the abundance of all things. Look at the next verse. Terrible. Therefore, you will serve your enemies. You think it's my words? What's the new King James saying? If they have it. Therefore, you shall serve your enemies. Whom the Lord will send against you. In hunger. In thirst. In nakedness. All these things I'm, I'm listening. I have none of them. I'm neither. My problem is even how to eat the food. But some of you sitting here, you've, you've eaten once today. I see it in your face. You are a 21-year-old boy, but you look like a 50-year-old. That's hunger. Hunger has wizened you. You didn't serve God with joy. It's a, it's a Bible. It's not, see, you say, oh, this man is he's just, you know, he's very, he's always, you know, very extreme. He's, no, I'm not extreme. Is that? God didn't serve God with joy for the abundance of all things. So, number one, you won't even get abundance. But you are serving God, though. You see, you serve, but you will still, some of you are serving God. But you are serving your enemies. Yes, some of you are here serving God, but you are still serving pornography. Yes, because there's a certain joy you must have as a shepherd, which you don't have. So you, you are here, but you are serving a, 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 a drinking. You are, you are serving fornication. Some of you here, you are serving betting. Nothing less than 10 boys sitting in this room are heavily into betting. Actively. Actively. Why? Because, you see, Isaiah says, therefore shall you draw with joy. Shall you draw out of the wells of salvation? It's it's another reason, actually, to have joy. Because the wells of salvation, which includes ministry and anything kingdom, you draw, the bucket you use to draw is a bucket called what? Joy. Isaiah 12, verse 3. 
Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Yeah. If you are a bystander leader, you are working in the wells of salvation. But the bucket, the bucket you use to draw water from that well is, the, is called what? Joy. <laughs> you must be excited. You must be excited to come for a meeting. You must be excited. You, I mean, all of you here should be looking forward to your Basenta service tomorrow. Your inaugural. Some of you should have called your auntie to come into the service because you are, for the first time you are going to preach. <laughs> but you are afraid. You are afraid to call them because you can't preach well. Koshakuta Magazata. So I began some months ago when I preached the first the 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 the, the, the first message on the Good Shepherd. I t- I'm preaching from the Art of Shepherding, and I'm preaching from Chapter 27, 35 Keys to Becoming a Good Shepherd. 35. I've done one, and today I'm doing half. <laughs> 35 keys to becoming a good shepherd. Why should you be a good shepherd? Why should you be a good shepherd? Because you are not good at anything you you do not enjoy or you are not so good. Rather the opposite. You will not enjoy anything you are not good at. So concentrate on the preaching and stop admiring me. <laughs> Isn't the time? Why should you have joy in serving God? Was she sleeping? Because joy is the salt of serving God. It's the salt of serving God. And it's a bucket with which you draw. You cannot draw anything, nothing, if you have not, if you don't have joy. So we learned the first way to be a good shepherd was number one. 35 keys. The first key said become a good shepherd by following all the examples set by the good shepherd. Go to my podcast for that message. And I mean it. Jesus, make sure that your basenta leaders listen to that first message. Just make sure. Do, get them to do it. Number two. Become a good shepherd by preaching, teaching, and healing by heart. I can't hear you. Become a good shepherd by doing heart. Yes. So today, I'm talking about preaching, teaching, and healing. That is what makes you 
You see, if you don't learn how to preach and teach and heal, you will not be a good shepherd. And I've already told you why you must be a good shepherd. So I'll keep going back. I don't have, I have no problem repeating myself. If you don't learn how to preach, to teach, and to heal, you will not be a good shepherd. And you must be a good shepherd. So, today and possibly next week, I'm going to give you 10 principles that govern preaching, teaching, and healing. 10 principles governing preaching, teaching, and healing. Actually, if you, have, if you do the preaching and teaching well, you're already healing people. Amen. Yes. Amen. No, if you preach and teach well, you must heal. And the, the members you have must be healed. It's not just healing of fibroids and stroke and cancer and headaches. You see, you cannot have members with you if you don't heal them. They must be healed of their past. Some of you are sitting here with things you have not been healed of and healed from. You got to be healed, baby. And when you preach well and you teach well, you heal people of their devils. Yes. And I'm saying in English that you can't have somebody as your member. If the person is not healed. You can't. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Chapter 1 verse 6. Deuteronomy. The Lord our God spoke unto us in Horeb saying. Ye have dwelt long enough in this mount. Turn you and take your journey and go to the mount of the Amorites. And unto all the places nigh thereunto in the plain, in the hills, and in the vale, and in the south, and by the seaside, to the land of the Canaanites, unto Lebanon, unto the great river, the river Euphrates. Verse number 8. Behold, I have set the land before you. I have set the souls before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them and to their seed after them. Now, now note this. I have set the land before you. But you need to possess. 
I have set the souls before you. You can have a land you've not possessed. It's been given to you, but you got to possess. Now, I was shocked. To learn, or I was shocked when I learned that the word possess doesn't mean just possess. To possess, the Hebrew word is yaresh. Yaresh. And that word yaresh means to drive out. Wow. Wow. To drive out. That is, to possess the land, you must drive out the Hittites, the Amorites. You see, the, the, the process of driving out is what gives it to you. Not a side plan. Not a side plan. <laughs> Not a side plan. No. So if you've got souls, you cannot possess the members if you've not driven out some things from them. Yaresh means to drive out, to expel. So some of you have got members, some of you GSOs, some of your Bacenta leaders, you don't have them because you've not driven out unbeliever music from them. You've not driven out pornography from them. You've not driven out love for God. I mean, no love for God from them. You possess by what? Expelling. The people who ultimately become yours. Like Mary Magdalene are those from whom you've driven seven demons out. If you can't drive out, you can't have hair. (laughs) If you can't drive ungodliness out of the boy, you can't have him. He's with you, but he's not with you. Always ask yourself, what must I drive out of this boy? What must be driven out of this girl? I said, Yaresh, you, 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 Yaresh by expelling from. To the people sitting under in, in, your, in your zone who, who are not yours. They're not yours. Ah, Mary Magdalene, even dead body was able to attract her. The dead body of Jesus drew her from her house. To the tomb. Dead body. (laughs) You are alive. You can't get your member to flow with you. Because certain devils in them have not been driven out. So some of you, your Basenta meetings, 20 members come. But you bring only four to church because you have only four. You have only four. I said, you, you cannot possess if you don't drive out. And driving out is by preaching and teaching. You drive out by preaching and teaching. As I'm preaching and teaching now, I'm driving out devils from you. Yes. Because you have devils in you. So, 
Let's start work. Preaching. Yes. No, no. It's important that you know the art of preaching and teaching. Yeah. A basenter leader is not a basa. Basa. You are just a basa with basis. It was those days, a year ago, that basenta leaders were just buses. Now, a basenta leader is far more than a basa. He is a preacher and a teacher and a healer. Yes. The members sitting in front of you, ask yourself, what must I drive out of them? And you do so by preaching and teaching and healing. <laughs> your main work as a Basenta leader, your main, your number one work is not to, 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 to organize Basenta services. Gather them in a bus. Your main work is not to bring them to church. No, your main work as a Basenta leader who is a shepherd, is to feed. To feed. To feed. A shepherd's main work is to feed. That's why the first sentence after the Lord is my shepherd is I shall not want. I will not be hungry. The Lord is my shepherd. I don't lack anything. Michael is my shepherd. I don't like anything. Susan is my shepherd. I don't lack anything. Edward is my shepherd. I have no need. A shepherd's number one assignment is to feed. Basenta leader, your number one assignment is to feed. Is to do hot feed. Everything is secondary. It is through feeding that you will even have authority to bring them to church. Because you cannot have authority over somebody you don't feed. I can't come to your house and be shouting at your children. Say, who, who is this madman who has come here? But you, you don't even need to speak. Your eyes alone will send them to their bedroom. Your eyes, just looking at them. Why? Because you feed them. Please, are you, are you with me? Yes. Point number two says, be a good shepherd by preaching, preaching. teaching, and healing. Matthew 9.35. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Preaching. Because you see, you become a good shepherd by following a good shepherd. Somebody said, I am a good shepherd. He's the one we should, we should copy. Hello? Yeah. I am a good shepherd. So what the person does is what you do. Now, I also tell you, I, Edwin, I am a good shepherd. So follow my example and do the things I do. That's all. If you don't follow my example, you have a devil in you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You are not a correct person. Oh, yes. 
a prodigal son. And life will beat you before you come to your senses. So I'm going to give you ten. Ten principles. To preach, to teach, to heal. Number one. Principle number one. To preach, to teach, to heal, you must be a mature Christian. So, so start now. Start maturing yourself. <laughs> Preaching, teaching, and healing is not for babies. Hmm? Yeah. So, learn as a basenta leader to stand on your two feet. Learn it. Learn to stand on your two feet. This business of basenta leaders being chased about, chased around, carried about, it's members we carry about. It's members we carry around. Last week I met a young man, a genius. Somehow we met in the afternoon. Last week, Tuesday. He said, oh, I was just on my phone with my people. I am organizing them to come for the meeting. I, 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 am, I am bussing them. He's bussing his um, basenta leaders and training shepherds to come. And he thought that I was going to say, wow, well done. That's beautiful. Are <laughs> oh, you don't get the point I'm making? Tuesday, this is the service, SAT. Yes. And I said, what you are doing, you are spoiling them. You have, you have actually begun this work on a bad note. I said, leaders, leaders must not be bust. They need to know how to arrive at a place and know even why they should arrive there and what is in it for them. Once you start bussing Bacenta leaders for SAT, you are perpetuating. Hey, look, even if you come from Adedome, even if they are coming from Lagos to Accra, they must learn to arrive on their own. Because where they want to go, no one buses them there. Don't bring it here. If you cannot arrive here yourself, that is a sign that this is not the wrong way for you. I told him, I said, you are destroying the work. Destroying the work. Sunday morning, come bus. Yeah. If I have 10 bus center leaders and training shepherds in my zone, I will tell them, I'm meeting you there, and I'll watch who will come and who will not come early. Abba, you try it. Try to be late. Try to be late. I had a meeting with somebody this evening. This person normally, when we are having church services and evening meetings, she'll, be, she'll come to those, these type of special people in the bank who come to church. You see them at the back. They come at 8.30, 8.15, 9, because of traffic and so on. Actually, she, she sent a text. Oh, she wants to have a meeting with me. I said, I'll, I'll meet you at 6. She was here. 
She was here. She was here for the meeting. <laughs> you see, which means that if you want to come, you will come. It's if you don't want to come that you say, oh, my, my, my bassin, I, I have the key to the vault and the vault was, the, 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 the combination releases itself at 8 p.m. And, and we have to decombine the combination and bring the IT expert who are going to monopolize the algorithms to get the banking systems into order. Nonsense. If you want to come, you will come. If you want to come, you come. When I saw, I said, ah, so you can come early. <laughs> can I come early? Listen, listen. Number one, children don't teach. Babies don't preach. The people who preach are people who are mature. So, so listen to me, Basenta leaders. Some of you must be removed from the breast. <laughs> Why? Because you are going to teach. You are going to teach. Just because you are going to teach and preach demands that you mature. Isaiah 28. Isaiah 28. Verse 9. Verse 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge? Magazatoba. And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Beautiful. <laughs> Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breasts. Katabokata. <laughs> Anybody who is latching onto breasts cannot teach. Ah, because you should know who is the person who teaches? Who teaches in the church? Who teaches? Who is supposed to teach in the church? The person who is supposed to teach in the church is the one who has been taught. Hello? I said, the one you are not allowed to teach something you've not been taught. We don't need your personal revelations here. Thank God for your quiet time, but find something to do with it. Live your personal Christian life with it. To stand in the church to teach. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 2. And the things thou hast heard of me, that is what you teach. The same. If you've not heard it from me, don't teach it. Kaduma Kakayaba. I said, we don't need your personal, personal revelation. We don't need your insight. We don't need your false revelation. The things you, t- the things you heard of me, the same. That is what you commit to faithful men. Beautiful. Who shall be able to teach also? It's a, it's a, it's a teaching, teaching relay. Teaching what? Really, I teach you, you teach what you've heard me, and she teaches, and so on. You, can't, you don't just teach because you read the Bible. Hello? 
You don't seem to understand what I'm saying. Who is the person who must teach? The one who has been taught knowledge. The one who has been who's to whom doctrine has been explained. Titus 1.9 Titus 1.9 Look at it. Holding fast the faithful word as he had been taught that he may be by sound doctrine, both to exhort and to convince the gainsayers. So what you exhort, what you teach, and, and what you hold fast and teach is what you have been taught. You hold fast a word you have been taught. If you've not been taught, you don't hold fast away because it can, it can be dangerous. In this church, we teach what you have been taught. If anybody asks you, asks you why as a pastor in the UD, you read Bishop Dagwood Mill's book or you teach from his books, you tell him, oh idiots, we teach from his books because you teach what you have been taught. And the books, are, they contain teachings. We don't teach our revelation. And in case the person is an imbecile to understand Titus 1.9, you teach him 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 2. That in the proper kingdom, we don't wake up with our revelations. It's the things we have been taught. That is what we also teach. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 2. Don't allow people to use their demonic revelations to cower you. If somebody asks you, why should you soak a message to preach? You, t- you tell the person that there are two witnesses in the Bible. Titus 1.9, you hold fast the word you have been taught. If you've not been taught, don't bring it here. And second Timothy 2.2, you commit the things you have heard. So if you have heard nothing, shut up. So, so let's come back. Let's come back to Isaiah 28. I'm talking about mature. So I'm, no, I, I just, I just trade a little. Remember, I, I taught you Titus 1.9. I taught you Second uh, Timothy 2.2. And I'm saying that, is, is, you see, that is the person who must be t- teaching. A person who must be teaching is the one who has been taught. The one who must be teaching is the one who has been made to understand doctrine. Because, see, teaching makes you understand doctrine. Now, so let's start again. So, whom shall he teach knowledge? That is, whom shall he make to teach? Because when you teach the person knowledge, he's supposed to go and teach. So, who is the person who should be a teacher, a preacher, and a healer? The one who is weaned from the milk. The person who is supposed to teach is a person who has been torn from the breast. And a lot of you GSOs know that many of these guys sitting here are held to your breast. You know it. So I'm, 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 
announcing to you in this forum that you failed before you started. Any leader here you must give money to. If anybody here has given money to anybody here to come here this evening, that person, you should know as a GSO that you failed before you started. You are off. And if you organize anyone to come here, humble yourself and know that you, are, you yourself are a failure. It's not a church service. Hello? No, it's a Bible there. It's a, you see, the people who teach are people. You see, I like didache. Didache is a Greek word for step by step teaching. I like to teach line upon line and with, you know, here a little, there a little. Didache is didactic teaching. I want to, I like to break things down. I'm saying that no one in the kingdom of God is allowed to teach if you've not been taught. How many verses did I give you? Two verses. Titus 1 9, holding fast to the word that has been taught. Second Timothy 2 2 says what? The things you have heard of me say, coming down. So don't let any idiot who has access to social media. Shift you away from this path. It means you didn't ha- have any foundation. Now, let's go on. So, who is a person who must be taught knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Who is the person? Who is the person? What, what are the two pieces of... Uh, what are the two criteria? Two qualities... That a teacher, a basenta leader must have. Number one is what? You must be weaned from the milk. That is, you don't, a basenta leader should have moved from drinking milk. Feeding bottle. And then a basenta leader doesn't drink from the milk. From the breast, sorry. Doesn't milk. Doesn't drink from the, from the breast. A basenta leader does not drink from the breast. You see, because to teach somebody, you must be standing well. To teach means that you are giving guidance, you are giving direction, you are giving information, and this is not the stuff weaklings are made of. So I want to tell you, Basenta leaders, mature. 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 Yeah. I mean, you should not be the one your pastor is, should find a Bible for. We, we find Bibles, but not for leaders. We go to a, a, a vision bookshop to look for Bibles for members. Mature. A leader, you find your own. I found my own Bible. I was just one year old in Christ. Just one year, 17 years. Just one year. I found my own Bible. Nobody has found nothing for me. With joy. (laughs) So, there should be nobody here you are helping to do anything. If the person cannot stand on his own, he is not supposed to be a teacher. 
I'm, talking, I'm not talking about dancing or singing. I'm talking about preaching and teaching and healing. My, my, my foundation is that you are not allowed to teach when you've, unless you've been taught. And who? Isaiah 28 verse 9. Who is the one we teach? Who do we teach? Knowledge. And, and it's not just knowledge. But it goes to doctrine. You see, doctrines are heavy stuff. Doctrines are heavy stuff. Doctrines are meat and bones. I said, doctrines are heavy stuff. Who is the one we explain doctrines to? Not new converts. We don't take new converts to the, to the, to the lounge there to teach them loyalty and disloyalty. We don't take new converts there to teach them even about Titan. We don't take new converts to the room to teach them about missions. We take them there to teach them about the word of God. Quiet time. This place isn't a place you have your quiet time. Here, we don't teach quiet time. But because of the type of person you are, I'm going to teach quiet time. So please, get it well. Number one, the first way to preach, the first principle, if you want to preach and teach and heal, get out of the breast. Get off from the breast, as you say. Get off the breast. Learn to find your own food. Learn to go on the internet. When you were looking for Chinese pornography, you managed to find it. You should know which site, which website you can have a message on uh, 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 how you can become a strong Christian. Yes. This is not a place a leader finds a book. Anyone who has bought a book for a bacenter leader, you are, you, are, you are in danger of wasting your time. Here, you find your book. You get your Bible. That is proof that you are standing on your two feet. That's proof that there's a call on your life. Anybody here who must be assisted with money, with resources, with whatever, is not fit. That's why now, we don't prepare any outline. We show you the book. Find it. And the chapter. And the points. Point number three and five. If you don't understand it, don't, don't, if you don't understand the point, go and find the Makane. Go, and go, go to the podcast. Look for it. Ask for it. That looking for, that looking for, thy words were found. And I did eat them. And it became unto me the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. I have been called by thy name, O Lord. Thy words were found. Jeremiah 18. They must find. So once again. Joy. Even to read the book, you read it with joy. I found the word. It's not my, 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 my LP found the word for me. No. No. 
I'm, I'm telling you, me, look, I, I prefer five correct, solid people. Gideon, you have 32,000 soldiers. Only 300 brought victory. Listen, most people are useless. He went and stood and said, all of you who are afraid, if you are afraid, go home. 20,000 left. If you are here and you are afraid, get up and go home. 20,000 left. Soldiers. Not recruits or this type of, with guns. Hello. We are going to fight tomorrow. Anybody who is afraid should leave now. 20,000. So as they were sitting there. (laughs) Mature. Mature. I prefer you have only one basenta in your region. Than five useless Basenta leaders doing something nonsense. They will weigh you down. They will wear you out. You'll be tired before you know it. I'm telling you. I'm I'm not talking about anything. I'm talking about preaching, teaching, and healing. The people who preach and teach and heal are not children being bust to SAT meetings. Leaders meetings. <laughs> I can't I can see some Jesus are urinating on themselves. <laughs> no, you must be urinating on yourself. I've just seen one urinating on himself. Shall he teach knowledge? Who is the one who should be taught knowledge? Who shall we explain doctrine? You don't go and somebody is holding on to their breast and you are teaching loyalty and it's loyalty. Receive winning power to move away from little things. You have got work to do. I'm telling you raw. I'm speaking with raw language. I said, I can't tell you anything less than I'm telling you that. If you are here and somebody is helping you with money, bringing you here, carrying you here, smooching you to come for meetings, you are out. out both you and that leader both of you will never do well your place is new believer school your place is where there you are allowed to hold on to the breasts 
there you are allowed to drink from a feeding bottle. But when you step out of the new believer school into leadership, you have to find your own Bible. You have to find your own Bible. Mommy, don't be depressed. Look, quote my words back at me. If I ask you one day, why do you have only one percenter leader? Tell, tell me that you learned from me that it's better to have one than to have ten who are not correct. Ah, but hold on before you clap. That one person should be producing mem- members and numbers. There must be proof that that one person is mature. So that's the first point. To teach well, you must be somebody who is very mature. You, I mean, you, I mean, as I was, first of all, I mean, how did I come about teaching good shepherd? Why, why didn't I teach? Uh, uh, um, on, um, on any, any subject, can't you do a little bit more? I could have taught from transform your pastoral ministry. These are all great teachings. Why did I zero in on a chapter in the, how the book and of all the chapters in the book? Why chapter 27? Why? I am mature. I know what good, what food is needed for you. Get it. Get it well. Babies don't teach. Don't send babies to be basanta leaders. If that's all you have, then you must expedite their maturation. You must do what? Expedite their maturation. Because the work... Before a basenta leader, it's no, it's no garden next to you. It's not garden next to you. Beautiful. Number two. What's point number one? You must be a mature Christian. You must be mature. Why? Why? Why should you be a mature Christian? Because. Only mature Christians are allowed to teach. And why are only mature Christians allowed to teach? Because only mature Christians are people who are not babies. You must be mature or maturing. At least you must be a child, not a baby. At least a child. Not a seven-year-old child who urinates on himself. No. Babies are not allowed here. And I see faces of babies. Some of them are sucking their thumbs spiritually. I can see their thumbs are in their mouths. 
the people we teach doctrines are mature people. At least not babies. Not babies. Babies are not allowed in these meetings. Pastors, I said, don't bring babies here. You know, I was going to have a camp. I said, no. Let's, let's, let's start the work. Let's work and work and know exactly who to bring here to the camp. Babies go to new believer school. Don't bring babies here. Don't bring babies here. Oh, how I wish I wasn't closing now. Number two. To, be, to, to preach and teach and heal as a shepherd. Number two. You must develop a love for the word of God. A love. Love for the word of God. A love. Psalm 119, verse 97. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. All the day. You see, something you think about all the day must be something you love. Imagine a girl you've fallen in love with. You will think about her all the exam room. They say, draw the map of Africa. Before you know, you've drawn the girl's face. Write an essay about your mother. The title is My Mother. And you are. You, 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 your mother, and you are describing this girl. I said, when you fall in love, you think about that person all day. All day. And a teacher, a teacher of the word of God, nobody preaches well. Who doesn't have the word of God around him all day? Thinking about it, discussing it, interested in, listening all day. Listen to me. You cannot teach something you don't love. I mean, I don't know how you are going to love it, but love the word of God. Love it. Like to read it. Read it with joy. Love the word. Listen to me. If you don't love the word, any, some of you sitting here, you have your quiet time because you know your pastor will ask you. Kai! <laughs> You are reading a book because they say that we are going to have a discussion. Can you imagine me reading my Bible because we are going to have a discussion? Wait, which discussion? Which discussion? Which discussion? (laughs) There are some people who don't love to read the Bible. None should be here. If you are a basenta leader, you are a shepherd. To be a good shepherd, you must preach, teach, and heal. And to preach, teach, 
you must, you must love what you are doing. You must love it. Revelations will not yield themselves to people who read the Bible out of duty. Duty. They say that we must spend seven minutes with the word of God every day. So as you are, you are timing. You are checking the time. It's three minutes. You read uh, when? Four minutes, 28 seconds. You read uh, five minutes. You read uh, five minutes, 40 seconds. Six minutes. <laughs> but because you are you were brought up well and you are obedient, you force. The last minute, dear, you, you stand up. You stand up. I must survive this. I must survive this quiet time. My God and my Lord. Those who love it, before they know they've done one hour, two hours of reading, they've forgotten that they must even start work or go to, go to school. Such are the people who are good teachers. When you love something, you go close to it. And then you are, you are interested in the detail. The details. The details. That's how I actually realized I had fallen in love with my wife. She was, I mean, I liked her. But one day, I saw her fingers, just the fingers. I said, no. I'd like my daughter to have such fingers. I mean, I just found them deeply exciting. This is long after I had met her, known her. Five years, we're friends. Yes, she held a mug and gave it to me. When I inspected her fingers, something did me. (laughs) No, I liked her. So I began to notice. It's so true. It's so true. You are not going to be a good teacher if you are not into the details. Details. And how do you notice the details? By loving. It's when I get close that I notice your skin, the texture of your hair, 
I'm drawn to. You see, you, you don't stand from afar and fall in love. You get close. And the closer you get, the details. The details. The details. Good teachers, they teach the details. Because the Bible says, when you are teaching, you teach line upon line, precept upon precept, here a letter, there a letter. So is the letter. You must know how to pick letters. And letters come to you when you are drawn to the details in love. So, good teachers, when they take a verse, one word is a camp. One word is a camp. They teach, you see, it says, hear a what? Letter. Say, letter. No, a good teacher should know the letter, letter, letter. Say, letter, little, a little, a little. Good teachers don't teach paragraphs. Don't teach chapters. Good teachers can stay. D.L. Moody preached John 3, chapter 6, John chapter 3, verse 16, for six weeks, not six Sundays. Six weeks, day, 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 day. John 3, 16. I see you noticing the minutest details of anointings. Minutest details of teachings. Minutest details of insight. Receive the minute littles and dead little here. Teaching is little, just a little. And that little will only yield itself to those who love it. Oh, how I love that. Now, now, now watch it, verse, uh, the, the, the second part of verse 97. It is my meditation all the day. Because you see, you cannot meditate on something you are not in love with. Because to meditate on it, you must be eating it, chewing the cat, regurgitating it, thinking of, of, on it over and over. The things you don't like, you don't think about them over and over again. So to meditate on a verse, you got to love it. You can't have a good quiet time if you don't love the word of God. <laughs> number three, something that's okay to me. I hope it is number three. Yes, number three. Masuta Baba. You must love. Thank you, Jesus. You must love to interact with and search through the word of God. To teach and to preach well, you must have interactions with. You must look through and search through you see, that is where you find the details. Anyone who doesn't have a habit of 
looking into the Bible for. That is why it will be unfortunate if you are here, a Bacenta leader, your, your, your vision in life should be to own a Dick's Bible. Yes. If your sister in Holland tells you, asks you what she must get for you, tell her if you can find a, a Dick's Bible, not in Dutch. If there's no English one, she must send the money. If you have a brother in America, a sister in whatever, somebody, your, your birthday, say, oh, I'm, I, so today's my birthday. Don't, don't be shy. Today's my birthday, and I'm gathering money to buy a Dick's Bible. Today's my birthday. Can you please give me 20 Ghana cities? I want to add it to the money. I will ask you, how much is the Bible? But if you like, come. <laughs> Love good teachers, which is the work from tomorrow. You are going to teach tomorrow. You give yourself masks, marks. Yes, you will score yourself tomorrow. You will give yourself a score. You yourself, you see. As you are standing there. Maguza gadaba gabadaba. You want to be a good teacher? I'm teaching you. A good teacher interacts with the word of God. Interacting. You look here. That's why I, will, I, 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 I wish you a Dick's Bible. I do what? I wish you a Dick's Bible. That's a birthday gift. That's whatever gift. Because, you see, you must, and of course, from Dick's Bible, you must believe God for Thomson's and so on. You see, and I'm coming there. I see, I'm saying that, I'm saying that your, your ability to teach well is actually from the John 15 verse 16 scripture. It says, thy words were found, which means that he looked for it. Now, you don't look for something you don't like. That's why you must love it and interact. What interactions are seen here? Thy words were found. And I did eat them. It is the eating that is the interactions. When you eat food, the food is interacting with your body. First, through your dental arrangement. And then through other physiological processes. But when you eat, it interacts with the cells of your body at the cellular level. So when he acts, he said, thy words were found and I did eat them. Eat, 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 eat. Chewing, drinking, biting. I mean, you need, to, you need to engage scripture. Engage scripture. Engage. If you have just one Bible, you want to look at this. Art. I remember there was a story like this in Exodus. I don't know where it is. You look at, that's why if you have a Bible with concordance and uh, index and all those things which will help you to search. You see, 
not at this stage. You don't use a Bible with pictures at the back. <laughs> pictures of uh, 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 David's uh, sling. Picture, picture of Jerusalem. A, a map or a picture of the ark. A, 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 a picture of Solomon's temple. We don't use that here for ministry. I said, a basically, that doesn't use a Bible with pictures. Solomon's temple, a, 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 a Roman a soldier's helmet. How does it help you? How does a Roman soldier's helmet help you at this time? Here, the Bible you use should have, should have, in, I mean, concordance, dictionary, annotated. A, a, a word has got H1024. Then you go, see H1024. The Greek is didache. Then it means to break down, to, to teach in principles. That it helps you to understand. We don't use engagement Bibles here. We don't use water baptism Bibles here. We don't use communion Bibles here. We use heavy stuff. Whom shall he teach knowledge? Them that are weaned from the milk. Today, I officially draw you from the breast. Away from the breast. Leave it for somebody's husband. Listen, you must love to interact with it. Come on. The food you eat, it interacts with your entire alimentary system. Interaction with the within with the lips. Then osophagus interaction. Things happen there. Yes, the peristaltic movements. Yes. In the osophagus. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Then the stomach also. There are, there are other uh, uh, activities that it mixes with the acid and some enzymes, renin, pepsin, and all these things, uh, 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 gastric, gastric juices, ACL, and they are all there. By the time, by the time it, it, it leaves into the duodenal bulb, it has become semi-solid. It enters the small intestines where the villi which is highly vascularized. Causes massive absorption of all the nutrients, the amino acids, the lipids, the amino acids, absorption. Then it, it descends into the large intestine. There, there, the food, which is very, very soft, now begins to harden through absorption of water down to the rectum. And then at the inner verge, it interacts through the sphincteric mechanisms. Interaction from lips to anus. I see the word of God interacting with your eyes, with your stomach, with your beloved, with your ideas, with your future, with your energy, with your time, with your work. Interactions!
Number four. You must read your Bible every day. Yes. You may think it is, it is, it is, it is, it's not necessary here. It's necessary here. Most of you here have not read your Bible today. You can't be a good teacher. You can't. You can't. You can't be a good teacher. Of course, why? Because you don't love the word. I was talking to a lady who has fallen in love. She says every day she talks with the guy she's in love with. Every day. Every day. I mean, girls, I, I want to assure you. If you ever enter into a relationship. Well, well, I mean, girls and guys. Any girl in your life who contacts you every four days. The relationship is in intensive care. <laughs> Your beloved calls you every three days. I said every three days. He's treating you as the torture driver of the bus he brings to church. True love, daily. I said daily. Sometimes when you wake up, you are looking for the text. Makusa Babaya Katababa. Listen to me. You, I'm not joking. I'm saying that if you are here and you want to teach and preach and heal, you must read your Bible every day. Period. Joshua 1 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Because at that time, that was how they read books. They read by reading aloud. Which is a superior form of reading than this quiet library, western library reading. The real reading that sticks is the reading you do when you read aloud. Like if I'm in my room alone, I can read Joshua 1.8 this way. Or, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. The one you do quietly, and the one you do aloud, the aloud one is better than the quiet one. Yeah. So, in the olden days, which is how Muslims read today. Yes. That's how Muslims read today. And that is how a lot of Western advancement, if you, if you, if you read history, a lot of what we are enjoying in the Western world came from the Arabic background. Yes. Western civilization is a product the, 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 the Arabs developed a lot of what we have founded our civilization on. The Arabs. Even the universities. Reading aloud is superior. So I'm just saying that those days, when they say, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. He wasn't saying that you must preach it every day. Shall not depart out of thy mouth 
was how they read it. So in other words, so you can say this book of the law should be read. Should always be read. And you shall meditate in it day and night. So ideally, it should even be twice a day. No basenta leader under the sound of my voice should read your Bible once in three days. It's not good. You won't do well. I mean, I'm preaching to the seven of you who are called. The rest of you, I don't even know why, why you are sitting here. I don't even know why you came. Next week, I'll advise you not to come. I'll advise you. Tell you whatever that I'm not doing this with joy. And the, my, the, the, the pastor said he prefers me to be a sexy dancer than to come here and come and sit here. And so I'm going to find a place to do sexy dancing. Go and do sexy dancing. Finally, number five. We're going to continue. God, the next week. Number five. What's point number one? You must be a mature Christian. You must be a what? A mature Christian. To teach, teaching, preaching, and healing is not for little boys and girls. You must be a what? A matured Christian. Beautiful. Number two is what? To preach, to teach, and to heal, you must develop a love for the word of God. Beautiful. Deep love. Oh, how I love thy law. 119.97. How I love thy law. Can you also speak that English? To God, oh Lord, how I love thy law. I wish you love, not for that foolish boy. If you don't love the law of God, you will love idiots. No girl has any sense in her to choose the right person to marry. Because women are full of chemicals. So any idiot that can spike a chemical. You see that? The good guys who can spike any chemical. They're not like They're really good guys. They don't, they don't, hey, are I, you I, I, I going home? I want to work with you. Door, door, door. Dog, dog. I'm going down there to go and buy a can of fish. I want to go with you. Okay. Okay. The good boys, that's how they talk. I'm going to buy a can of fish. I want to go with you. But the bad boys, the bad boys, they come. Say, Hi, baby. I always get a good feeling when I spend time with you. My bishop just called me. But I felt it's better to spend time with you. (laughs) 
Hi, baby. I want you to know I am a man under your authority. It's been two days since I met you. You failed my thoughts all day. I surrender my life to you. I really love my life. I enjoy everything I do. But since I met you, everything is black and white. And I want to I pity a woman who doesn't love scripture. You go and fall in love with some tomato harvester from Spain. (laughs) An Asante man from Huidium, he has changed his name to Eldorado. Because he has lived in Spain plucking tomatoes for five years. And you have brought him to the church because he brought some second-hand fiat. You are a cheap girl. <laughs> number. No, no matter. To preach, to teach, and to heal, you must develop a love for the word of God. Number three, to preach, to teach, and to heal, you must love to interact with and search through the word of God. Thy words were found. It's the searches. The revelations in the word of God, they yield themselves to those who search. I found it. Go and find the word of God. Number four. To preach, to teach, and to heal, you must read your Bible every day. Your profession is what you do every day. If you don't read your Bible every day, you will not become skillful as a professional. Go to it every day. And look, look, see, it's not just a point. Oh, like I've just given you a point. I mean, read your Bible every day because you don't, yeah. and it's and, and it's showing. Tomorrow evening, what you will do in front of your members will reveal how you have spent your time and your life. But it's okay. Let tomorrow evening be bad. But next week, when you arrive, you are a more anointed man. Next two weeks, super skilled. Next three weeks, deeper. Next four weeks. 
an, an, an anointed expositor of the word of God in a year's time. You are there. Let me leave you with number five. The fifth one is from a scripture we have already read. To teach well. To teach well. To teach, to preach, and to heal. Jesus, I'd like to meet you for a few minutes in my office. To teach, to preach, and to heal. To teach well. To preach well. Listen to me. You must have at least two different translations of the Bible. At least two. Get at least two. That's all. Do you know why? Do you know why you need two? So do you know why you need two? Isaiah 28 verse 10. For precept must be upon precepts. Precepts upon precepts. Line upon line. Line upon line. That is, in the same text, line, verse 7, upon line, verse 8, upon line, verse 9, upon line, verse 10, line upon line, line upon line. Now, here a little and there a little. A little in the NASB, a little in the New Living Translation, a little in the Amplified Bible, a little in the Passion Translation. Here a little. Many of you have no there a little. It's just I've taught this evening. I've read from different translations. Yes. Different translations. To get a good, you see, you cannot, you cannot, to describe this iPad well, if this iPad was John 3.16, or Isaiah 28 verse 10, or Jeremiah 15.16, or Titus 1.9, if this iPad was a verse, you cannot say you know this verse if you look at it only this way. Because this is the King James Version plane makes you think this thing is just a rectangle. But you can't tell its thickness because the thickness matters. But the NIV will look at it from here and see. Ah, it's just two inches. (laughs) Then if you take the message Bible, it shows you the depth. So the Bible talks about knowing the height, the width, and the breadth of the love of God. You see, to know something well, you need to know it from different perspectives. Amazing. 
to know me very well, you can't just know me in church. If you want to relate with me in a, in, a, in, a, in a domestic setting, we are sitting chatting, and I'm just, we are just there. You can't say you know me very well if you've not eaten with me. Because you know a man when he's eating. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. I, I, I mean, I mean, no. You see, for you to know the scriptures well, you must know it from perspectives. And the different translations introduce different perspectives. So, the, the, when I'm preaching about a subject, I prefer to read the same verse, but not in the King James. I prefer the New Living Translation because it makes the point for me. Like this verse, for instance. Look at NLT. I love it here. New Living Translation. He tells us everything over and over. Which is how to teach. Over and over. One line at a time. One line at a time. A little here, a little there. A little NIV plus a little amplified will give you a depth of appreciation you will never ever get when you are just reading from King James. Stand to your feet. a little, there a little. The same verse, but here a little, there a little. How does NASB put it? I'm always searching. My main, from King James, the next Bible I go to is Living Bible. Living Bible. Then I'll go to NLT. Then I'll do NASB. And by the time I, I am back to the King James, I am convinced that there isn't a better way of putting the... Look, you can read the verse and have an exciting insight. That's what I'm saying. That to be a good teacher, mommy, try at least two translations. Anybody sitting here, standing, I should, I should have said. <laughs> Who has only one Bible you read? Tonight I'm teaching you. Sean, have two. A little here. A little there. <laughs> a little here. A little there. You will never know. If the whole Bible was, uh, uh, was King James, you will never know that the whole life of man on earth is a warfare. You will never know that life on this earth School, marriage, pregnancy, you don't fight. <laughs> the, the, the life of man on earth, there's no verse in the King James Bible that tells you that. But you have to read the Dewey Rhymes Catholic version, DRV. <laughs> so if you don't have Dewey Rhymes version, you will know that the life 
of man on earth. It's a war. That's why you are drinking multi guineas, fooling around, eating. It's, you are just one happy sanguine because to you, life is just a party. So one day, something strikes you. What? Is this life? Yes, that's life. Salabi. I mean, the life of man upon earth is a warfare. Look at how the King James put it. King James, King James, King James. Is there not an appointed time to man upon earth? What type of English is that? Are not his days also like the days of an hireling? What's, what, what's appointed? The life. Your, and, and, is it not true? Even to fall in love, you must fight. Otherwise, somebody will take the love from your heart. Nothing, there's nothing known on earth that you, you, you get lying down or sitting down. I don't know. Can you lift your two hands and ask the Lord to help you to now prepare to be a teacher? and a preacher, and a healer. Lift up your two hands and pray. Lord, send me help. Send me help. I need translations. My pastor has mentioned Thompson Chain today. Let me have the joy of running through scriptures. Linking here. Linking there. Old Testament a little. New Testament a little. Your work is to teach. Your work is not to bust. Everything is dependent on your teaching. Your authority over your members depends on your teaching. Enjoy my work. I must enjoy preaching. I must enjoy teaching. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Number one, to preach, to teach, and to heal, you must be a mature Christian. Number two, to preach, to teach, and to heal, you must develop a love for the word of God. To preach, to teach, and to heal. You must love to interact with and search through the word of God. Thy words were found, and I did eat them. Number four, to preach, to teach, and to heal. You must read your Bible every day because no skill is developed when you do something once a week. It's what you do every day that offers itself to you as skill. You never become good at anything you do once a while. It's the daily application of your life that gives you skill. Anything. I play golf once a week. And there's a golfer who plays golf twice a day. No wonder I'm a founder. 
I'm, I'm always finding my balls. But those who play well, you don't find. It's there. It's on the fairway. It's there. It's on the green. It's there. It's in the hole. You can't see me well. Watch me carefully. You know, we've been preaching here quiet time. It's a quiet time, quiet time, quiet time. You think we are just joking. I'm telling you today, I'm confronting you with daily reading. I'm saying to you that you will never be a good teacher if you don't read your Bible every day. Never. Nothing you do outside the daily routine yields itself to you. You will never become good at anything you do every other day, once a while, haphazardly. No. In fact, in fact, it gets even better when there is a time you approach the word of God every day. It becomes more serious. Get serious. The days of ordinary Christian late are gone. The days where you walked about, you moved, fooling around, you don't read your Bible, you are just dead. No, now you are a woman of God. You are what? Yes. Read your Bible. Read it. I'm, I'm interested in finding, I'm looking for very good preachers like me. I can't find them. But when my pastor is looking for good preachers like him, he finds us. I'm having an online conference. I'm invited as a preacher. An invitation stated. He said, I've also invited Bishop Dagwood Mills. And Lady Reverend and Lady Mills. And I've informed them that I'm also inviting you. <laughs> Do you know anybody who will invite me and invite you? <laughs> no, I said, I know somebody who will invite my pastor and invite me. And I'm saying that. Do you know anybody who will invite me? And invite you? It means you are useless. You are what? Develop yourself! It's going to be more exciting next week. Number six. Number seven. Number eight. Number nine. Number ten. Come to the ringside next week. Please be seated. 